Brian McClanahan Show, episode 327. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page at Brian McClanahan and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast at Brian McClanahan. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. It's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address and I will give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com, mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll and you get the best deals on forthcoming courses. That's a big hint because in about a week, you're going to see another one. Right, So if you're on there now, you'll get the email when the new class comes out, and you'll get the best deal. If you're not on that list, you won't get the best deal. So you want to get the deal, so get on the list. Enroll, get the free class. Of course, that's also the way that I help support the podcast. Right, So if you want to buy some great classes, which, I mean, they're fantastic stuff, you're also supporting the podcast indirectly. So it's a great way to do it. You can also go to brianmcclanahan.com forward slash support. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep the lights on, help keep the podcast going. You can get your book plates there. If you want my autograph on one of my books, my newest book is Southern Scribblings. It's out. It's ready for you to buy. Go get it. It's a collection of 60 essays on all things Southern that I've written about. So uh, if you want to pick that up, it's a great time to do it. And of course, you can get that book plate you can also go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. It's my affiliate link for Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. Lots of great ways to support the show. And, of course, the best way to support the show just without any financial contribution is just to rate it where you get your podcast, share it around on social media, get that Brian McClanahan Show gear, get those little stickers. I mean, they're cheap. Put it on your car. Get your Think Locally, Act Locally sticker, whatever you want to do, and that will help spread the message of the Brian McClanahan Show, which is uh, essential. I mean, this is what we're doing this for. Now, Let's talk about the topic of the day, and it's this was hot news uh, on Thursday. Now, I did the podcast on Thursday. I don't podcast for my own show on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So this has already been addressed in a way. I mean, this, this was big news. And since this happened, the museum in question has taken this particular document off the website. I went up there today. I didn't follow the story. But I went there today to go pull the document, and it's gone, so now you have to find it somewhere else on the web. You can find it anywhere you want. Uh, it's out there. It's from the National Museum of, of African American History and Culture, and it's a document. Or it's, it, they still have a section on the website entitled Whiteness, talking about race and whiteness. Now, this is a big subject today, and it's been part of growing pattern of critical race theory since the 1960s, 1969. And it's Susan Sontag essentially created this situation in America. Then we've had critical race studies. We've had uh, uh, critical race theory. Uh, the, when Susan Sontag called uh, Europeans essentially the, the devil of, of humanity, uh, we've created a, a, a a group of, of people 
in the academy that have since gone, since gone out and taught this to other groups of people. And as you do that, it grows exponentially. And I think you're seeing the byproduct of it in modern American society. So beginning uh, in the 1980s, there was an effort put forward to create a black history museum in the United States. Now, this, is a, this is a fair effort, right? Okay, so we're going to have a history dedicated to the experience of black Americans. That's fine. I mean, look. Having more museums, the more museums, the better. It can have artifacts there that you might not have had in a comprehensive museum. That's, that's a noble goal. Okay? So uh, that museum was finally finished uh, just a few years ago. And so this is the museum now that put out this particular document. And the reason I want to call attention to it is twofold. First and foremost, I want to go through a little bit of what the document says and explain that what we're seeing in America today is not an assault just on Confederate monuments. It's never been about that. The assault on America today is about the destruction of Western civilization, and you see it in this particular document. The other thing is that Americans, through their tax dollars, are funding this nonsense. The National Museum of African American History and Culture is funded by the Smithsonian, which is funded by taxpayer dollars. They also, of course, listed who had given them tremendous amounts of money to, to establish me, the museum. And you're talking about large corporations giving millions of dollars to this. So when you shop at those large corporations, you're indirectly funding this stuff. The only way to stop it is to put so much pressure. And I am glad that what happened here, this document was removed, but the entire section of the website should actually be removed. Because what they're doing is normalizing critical race theory which is dangerous for the stability of the United States. Now, it's not to say that some of these things uh, aren't interesting topics to discuss. But when you normalize this kind of intellectual activity, you create an environment of hostility. Now, the critical race theorists would say, well, that's the point. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to create people to feel, we're supposed to make people feel uneasy about these things. And when you have this idea of what's called white fragility, this is um, the uh, Dr. Robin Dian, uh, D'Angelo, I guess is how you say her name, is, is famous for this. D'Angelo, excuse me. Uh, you, you, uh, Robin D'Angelo. You, you, this is what she says. You need to have some type of uncomfortableness. Now, it's all based on the theory that there is, again, institutionalized racism in the United States. But I'm going to show you in one way that this, just by using the museum as an example, that that is a far-fetched notion when you look at even funding for these particular projects based on museums that you would say, if you were going to say, all right, list the museums that would be traditional museums in America and then those that would be non-traditional museums and how much funding do they get? This is an interesting, interesting exercise. Okay, so I pulled the funding and looked at it. But first and foremost, I want to go through this document because when you look at this, now what they would say is that all these things are social constructs. They're, and they even say that. This is talking about race from the National Museum of African American History and Culture. And it says white dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways white people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. 
And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. So what they're saying here is these things are not natural. I mean, you think about how, how uh, horrible this is to actually say this in some ways, that these things that they list here are actually not things that people of color around the world subscribe to. We, so you're, you're saying that all these things that we, that we have are uh, that people of color around the world wouldn't subscribe to. I mean, think about that statement. How, how awful that actually is to say. So the first is rugged individualism. The individual is the primary unit, self-reliance, individual independence and autonomy, highly valued and rewarded. Individuals assumed to be in control of their environment. You get what you deserve. I mean, you're saying that if you, if you subscribe to that, somehow that's racist. I mean, this is what they're saying. Family structure, the nuclear family is considering to be racist. Or uh, the husband is a breadwinner and the head of the household. Now, that particular structure is, has been completely annihilated in America today. I mean... Uh, you still have it in some cases, but that is the minority of American society now in, in modern America, that part. Wife is homemaker and subordinate to the husband. Again, uh, you, don't, you don't see that as much anymore. Children should have their own rooms, be independent. The emphasis on the scientific method. Some of these things are just strange to include here. So you would say that the scientific method is somehow uh, race-centered, Objective, rational, linear thinking, cause and effect relationships, quantitative emphasis. I mean, what you're saying is these things are not natural to non-European peoples. Imagine, I mean, this is, this is a racist document talking about race. This is how horrible this stuff actually is. History, based on Northern European immigrants' experience in the United States, heavy focus on the British Empire, the primary primacy of Western Greek, Roman, and Judeo-Christian tradition. Well, I mean, look, we all, this, is, this is the point. As I said, the assault is on Western civilization itself, not just Confederate monuments or statues. I mean, that's all the low-hanging fruit. What they're saying is these things are dangerous to the structure of society. And, of course, by saying that you think that Western civilization or the Anglo-American tradition or whatever you want to say, that somehow becomes whiteness or racist is what they would say. The Protestant work ethic, hard work. Work before play. If you don't meet your goals, you didn't work hard enough. These things are somehow the antithesis of non-white peoples in the world. I mean, this, is, this is strange to me. Uh, Christianity is the norm. Anything other than the Judeo-Christian tradition is foreign. No tolerance for deviation from single God concept. Uh, I mean, would you say that there is any tolerance from, say, Muslims from this particular thing. I mean, this is, this is religion in general. But again, they're saying that non, non-European peoples would not subscribe to these things. Status, power, authority, wealth equals worth, your job is who you are, respect for authority, heavy value on ownership of goods, space, property. This gets back to a very much a Rousseauian concept of society before civilization. In Rousseau's mind, before civilization, you had a bunch of communists sitting around holding hands around the fire singing Kumbaya, and everything was grand. And then it's only civilization, all the things that we're listing here, that have made people bad. 
But as Lawrence Keeley has pointed out in War Before Civilization, that's not the case at all. In fact, before you had civilization, you had people slaughtering each other. That it's civilization, all of these rules that they're denouncing, that have made things better for more people in the world than anything else. But yet, these are considered to be dangerous. And, of course, this document is extremely racist in itself, which is why the National Museum for African American, paid for by taxpayer dollars, pulled this thing down. Plan for the future, delayed gratification, progress is always best, tomorrow will be better. These things are, of course, horrible to the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Time, follow rigid time schedules, time viewed as a commodity, horrible because they are racist. Uh, aesthetics, based on European culture, steak and potatoes, bland is best. I don't know, look, maybe they're thinking about Puritan food here, but I don't know any Southerner, white Southerner, who thinks bland is best. Women's beauty based on blonde, thin, Barbie look, men's attractiveness based on economic status, power, intellect. Uh, okay, I mean, is that necessarily true? Holidays are based on Christian religions, based on white history and male leaders. That's interesting because the only uh, holiday uh, for an American that's recognized now on the calendar is Martin Luther King. As far as a singular individual, Martin Luther King, that's it. That's the only federal holiday named after a single individual. You see, the whole thing belies, our whole structure actually destroys the entire argument. And I'm going to talk about this again. If there is an institutional racism here, and this type of museum would be the, the least funded museum in the Smithsonian, which I'll get into in a minute. Justice based on English common law, protect property and entitlements, intent counts. I mean, somehow that's now bad uh, to be based on the Anglo-American tradition. I, I don't get it. I mean, see, this is the thing. What they're trying to do it's subtle is destroy Western civilization to foist upon America. Now, there's not some people aren't subtle about it. You've got uh, Representative uh, Omar out there saying we need to destroy the entire fabric of America and start over. I mean, this is exactly what people want. But this is what I this is what I've said for years. The objective here is the destruction of Western civilization, not just Confederate monuments. They're going to take those down. They'll all be gone. Roads will be changed. But my hope is that people will wake up to this and say, no, no more. Shut up. We're not going to do this anymore. Sit down. Be quiet. Shut up. Because uh, we're not going to give an inch when this is your agenda. Because they're, they're showing their hand. The agenda is this, actually. Not just some, well, you know, these statues uh, are, are representative of something that has caused harm for our people. It's not about that anymore. It really isn't. It never was, which is why they're trying to tear down statues of everybody and everything, because it's really this that's at stake here. Competition. Be number one, win at all costs. I mean, what does this say? So if this idea of, of athletic competition is now somehow bad, what does that say about the NFL or the NBA or the Major League Baseball or track and field? or swimming, or gymnastics, anything. Take anything that would be competition. Well, that's all of a, of a 
social construct now because obviously it's just a European social construct because no other society thinks about this. Win at all costs, win or loser dichotomy, action-oriented, master and control nature, must always do something about a situation, aggressiveness and extroversion, decision-making, majority rules when whites have power, only when whites have power, majority rules. You see, this is, there's a reason why this document was taken down. And again, your tax dollars helped fund this. This should be an outrage. And I, I'm happy to see that it was an outrage for many people in America, which is why the National Museum of African American History and Culture had to pull this down. Can you imagine if this was put up anywhere else and just flipped the races around and said, I mean, this is, this is good, this is bad. And what would have happened? They still left the website up. That should be pulled down as well. The entire thing should be taken down because essentially what you're doing is you're funding critical race theory. Now, you do it in, through your universities as well, which is why there are some people out there trying to pull funding from universities, too, that teach this stuff because they're fomenting discontent in America. Dangerous discontent in America. We can talk about issues of well, I mean, when we mentioned, say, Andrew Jackson. Did Andrew Jackson do good things and bad things? Certainly. Did uh, Jefferson do good things and bad things? Certainly. What about, you know, Lincoln? Well, all these people. Well, I mean, we can take any historical figure, we can do that. And then we can say, based on our modern conceptions of things, well, I wouldn't have done that or I would have done this. But presentism is dangerous, and that's exactly what's happening. Now, if this was the case and there was a structurally uh, racist society in America, structurally racist, then you would think that because of that, the African American National African American Museum of History and Culture would get the least amount of funding of all the major Smithsonian institutions, museums. And um, I pulled seven of them to look at their fiscal year budget, their actual budgets, and how much they received. So there are seven. Now again, if I was to say that the uh, the museums that would be most traditional in America, the most traditional museums would be the National Air and Space Museum. Uh, that's a traditional type museum. Also, the National Museum of American History, or the American History you know, Museum. Uh, that would be uh, one that I would say would be very traditional. Um, and then maybe the uh, the National Gallery of Art, right? Uh, so the American Art Museum. Uh, I mean, that would be a, those would be the traditional museums that you would say, all right, well, we have art museums, we have a, an American History Museum, and we have the Air and Space Museum. And then we have other museums. Uh, we have, of course, the Museum of Natural History. That might be a traditional museum. Museum of Natural History. Uh, we would have the National Zoo Maybe that's traditional. Then we have the African American Museum of History and Culture, and we have the National, uh, the I'm sorry, the American Indian Museum, the National American Indian Museum. So that's one that wouldn't be traditional. So we have two non-traditional museums of the seven: the American Indian Museum and the African American Museum of History and Culture. Those would be. Of the seven, I would say the two non-traditional museums. So fiscal budget, now this is 2018, actual budget. The museum that received the most money from the federal government 
was the Museum of Natural History. It received $49 million from the federal government for its operations. $49 million for programs, operations, $49 million. Now remember, all these museums are free. You go there, they're all free of charge to attend. So it was the first. Now you could say, is that a traditional museum? Well, I mean, sure, it has artifacts, but I mean, the interpretation of that museum is maybe not as traditional. I haven't been in years. I grew up in that area, so when we would go to museums for field trips, these are the museums I would attend as a kid. It was great. But uh, this is uh, the National or the um, Smithsonian Natural History Museum. Now, number two, the museum that received the second most funding at $33 million was the National Museum of American Indians. $33 million. So, clearly, the traditional museums, American history, air and space, nope. This other museum received more money. Number three, at $32 million, is the National Museum of African American History and Culture. So if we live in an institutionalized racist society, then those two museums should be at the bottom, six and seven, and the others should be near the top. But no, they're number two and three. What's number four? The National Zoo, number four. What's number five? Then we get that $27 million. Then we get to $25 million for the Museum of American History. <clears throat> number six is the Air and Space Museum at $20 million. And number seven is the American Art uh, Museum at $11 million. So $12 million more for the African American Museum of History and Culture than the Air and Space Museum. $7 million more than the Museum of American History, which is comprehensive. There's artifacts in there from all Americans. But yet there's a singular museum dedicated to the African-American experience, which is interesting, too, because in one of their areas, they have a quote from Nelson Mandela. Now, last time I checked, Nelson Mandela never lived in the United States. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, I'm confused about that, but I don't think he ever lived here. So this is a museum about African-Americans. But yet Nelson Mandela has a quote. It, would there not be suitable quotes? I know there's a quote from Martin Luther King. Would there not be many suitable quotes from influential American, black American leaders that could have gone in the reflecting area of that museum? I mean, I think there probably could have been some found there. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but uh, see, and there's artifacts from Haiti and other places. Uh, if this is about the African-American experience, now if we're saying it's the entire Americas, okay, but I don't think that was the intent. It was supposed to be about United States, but you see it's bigger than this because the, the problem, as this, as this document shows, it's not really about just singular instances of injustice, which we know that they're out there. I mean, look, they happen. History is it's got some awful things in it. And to put those in there in a museum, it's something that <clears throat> is striking, and it does cause a response, and that's the point. But yet, uh, the point is to tear down Western civilization, as this document shows. So the taxpayer-funded African-American Museum of History and Culture, which I think is a great museum to have, 
Certainly. Have more museums. Have museums for everybody. Let's just have them up there. Let's put museums out there. The more artifacts, the more stuff you can include, the better. I mean, even some stuff that, uh, you know, for example, in the African American History and Culture Museum, they have a section of Barack Obama's, you know, campaign office. Great. I mean, that's, a, that's an important part of American history. Put it in there. Put all this stuff in there. And let's talk about it. Uh, but to fund projects like this, that's government funded, that shouldn't ever be, I mean, the, the budget of that museum should be cut. If, if anybody had any guts in Washington, they would cut that budget just for simply doing that. They'd take that out. They'd get rid of D'Angelo. They would say, you're gone because you're creating problems. You could go do that at a university somewhere, and then some university can trumpet your stuff, but you're being paid by taxpayers now from the United States for the Smithsonian, and that's something that um, we should be critical of. If it was the other way around, we would be critical of it. We should be critical of it this way as well. And I think that's the inconsistency that we have in America today. Uh, so, uh, I mean, look, this document shows that the assault is on Western civilization and not really just on Confederate monuments or even George Washington or even on uh, horrible institutions that have taken place in America. Slavery, for example, or Jim Crow. It's not just those things. It's the entire fabric of Western civilization that's being attacked. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any Americans nowadays, and I've said this before, who would say that they support, they support slavery or segregation. Uh, I mean, you're not going to find it. So these are boogeyman arguments at times, made to evoke a certain amount of emotional response. But regardless, uh, this was a big news item, and it's all over the place, and people are talking about it, you know, both left and right newspapers, um, and it's, uh, it, it was a hot item, and I think even uh, Donald Trump Jr. weighed in on it, which is why the museum had to, had to change it. But I guarantee you that if anyone else, if, say, Obama was president at this point, you wouldn't have seen a retraction, I don't think, uh, because there wouldn't have been as much pressure. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds, but this is certainly part of you know, when I, when I bring up these numbers here, these are not what you would think if we lived in a society that was so ardently uh, unjust when it comes to race, which is the theory that's posed out there, but the evidence doesn't necessarily prove that. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next time.